Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to spread the word to your friends to be searching for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube or wherever they listen to podcasts and ask them to join you as we together follow Jesus, draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Today, we're going to be going to a place that is very precious, very important in the life of Jesus. That is his birthplace, the little town of Bethlehem, which is no longer a little town. Uh, Today, Bethlehem sits uh, in the West Bank, what um, Israelis refer to as Judea and Samaria, uh, Judea. Bethlehem is in the West Bank. It is in area A of the West Bank, which means it is totally controlled by uh, the Arab population, the Palestinians there, in this case today, the Palestinian Authority. Uh, And so, uh, in a very, a very difficult situation, living situation for the people that are living there, particularly as uh, close to our hearts are the Palestinian Christians who live there. Because there are many, you may or may not know that, but Palestinian Christians, uh, fewer and fewer all the time who are able to survive living in Bethlehem. But nevertheless, uh, Palestinian Christians who live there, when, when we go to Israel, and are able to go into the West Bank, into Area A, to Bethlehem, and see the uh, sites that are there. We have met many um, Christians who live there, try to eke out a living, a lot of them simply through tourism. And of course, when tourism shuts down, as it did during COVID, as it does during times of war, it is very, very, very difficult financially for those people to survive, our Christian brothers and sisters there, who are caught between a rock and a hard place, caught between uh, the Israelis on one side and the uh, Palestinian Muslims on the other side, the Arab Muslims on the other side. They often feel, by the way, a uh, closer affinity with the uh, Arab-Palestinian Muslim population than, than they do with the Israeli population. That may surprise those of us in the West, but they feel closer uh, to the Arab population that lives there, primarily because they experience some of the same challenges that the Arab population experiences. Challenges brought about, I would say, by uh, the uh, terrorism that emanates from the Palestinian Muslim population, and then the the corresponding pressure from the Israeli side as they seek to eliminate that terrorism— And these Arab Christians are caught in the middle of that and experience uh, lives that are very, very difficult uh, living there in Bethlehem. Nevertheless, we want to find out about Bethlehem and why it is significant. Why was Jesus born there and so forth? So let's begin taking a look. Scripture uh, leads us to Bethlehem uh, at the time of David. David was born in Bethlehem. King David, David and Goliath, the same guy, born in Bethlehem, lived in Bethlehem. And so that is why Joseph and Mary of the house and lineage of David wound up going back to Bethlehem to register uh, when the census was taken by um, Augustus of the whole Roman world. So um, how do we know, Where do we know where Jesus was born in Bethlehem? Well, actually, one of the ways in which we identify certain historical sites 
is from the time of Constantine, 325 AD. If you can find a site in the land of Israel that um, has been identified by Helena, the mother of Constantine in 325 AD when Christianity was made legal, well, that's pretty good. That gets you to about a 9.5 out of 10 that a particular site is genuine in the life of Jesus. She went around and marked those sites once Christianity became legal, once her son Constantine made Christianity legal in the Roman Empire in 325 AD. If you can get uh, evidence of a site before Constantine, then before Helena, before she went around and mapped out these sites, then it uh, ramps that up to maybe a 9.8 out of 10 as being a genuine site. So, Churches, various churches, were built by Helena, Church of the Annunciation in Nazareth, Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, where Jesus died and rose again. Uh, those all go back to Constantine and, in fact, go back before Constantine. In the case of the Church of the Nativity, Emperor Hadrian in 135 AD built the Temple of Adonis over top of this grotto that was being uh, used to venerate, was being venerated as the place of Jesus' birth. So he built the Temple of Adonis there to try to wipe out that uh, kind of those kind of pilgrimages that were happening illegally in 135 AD. So that means that the place of Jesus' birth can be traced all the way back to 135 AD. That is incredibly early. It's the same time frame, really, that we can trace the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the Church of the Annunciation to. So that means that we can be very, very sure that the birth of Jesus took place very, very close to where today's Church of the Nativity is, because the Church of the Nativity has been a place of worship since Helena's time and was a place of veneration prior to Helena's time, back in 135 AD. We know it was being venerated then. Uh, so um, a very likely, highly, highly likely that Jesus was born very, very close to this place. So uh, what is there today? Well, the town of Bethlehem is not a town, as we talked about. It's a, a city of Bethlehem in area A of the West Bank. And uh, in Bethlehem is what's called Manger Square. It's a, it's not exactly a square, but it's called Manger Square Church services would typically take place, especially on Christmas Eve in Manger Square. This year, not so much. Uh, because of the war between Hamas and Israel, this area has been closed down. But nevertheless, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, here's a picture of what Manger Square looks like. And as you look down the end of Manger Square to the eastern end of Manger Square, there's a small doorway there that you have to bend down to get into the Church of the Nativity. That doorway was made much smaller in an effort to keep animals out, camels and horses out of that uh, church. And so they made the doorway very, very small. It's uh, now you have to humble yourself and get down almost on all fours to get in through that doorway. It's probably, oh, about three feet, three and a half feet high, something like that. I didn't measure it, but uh, it's, you got to get down pretty low and be humble to get into that place. Once you get into the church, it's very ornate church has been redone over the years. In fact, just recently has been uh, redone, cleaned out from all the smoke, from all the incense, has left a lot of residue. And so they cleaned all that out, uh, finished that project about oh, 2020 or so, something like that. 
And uh, now it's very beautiful, very ornate as you go in, um, or an Orthodox church there uh, in that basilica. Once you get into the basilica, um, and if you're watching on YouTube, this the basilica, this picture is empty, which it's usually not empty like this, but uh, there you have it. It's empty, so you get this chance to see what it looks like. Uh, then you go down a set of stairs and into what's called the grotto. And in the grotto is a 14-point uh, star, and that is the place, they say, where Jesus was born. Obviously, it doesn't look like what it looked like back in the day of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. 14-point star, why? Because in the Gospel of Matthew, there is a genealogy of Jesus that is crafted to be three sets of 14 generations. And so there's a 14-point star there, a reminder of the Gospel of Matthew, as Matthew tells the story of Jesus' birth. He tells it and uh, talks about the wise men coming. Luke tells the story of Jesus' birth and talks about the shepherds coming. Nevertheless, 14-point star there in the grotto. And uh, when you go in there, uh, oftentimes people are kneeling down, venerating, kissing the star, etc., etc. Uh, priests are in there, Orthodox priests, telling you, move along, move along, move along. Uh, and there you are. You can see the place where Jesus was born. Was Jesus born in this exact spot? Well, I don't know. Um, was he born within a hundred yards of this exact spot? I would say that's a 9.9 .9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. It's pretty close. And for the reasons that I enunciated earlier, that this is, uh, if not the spot, very, very, very close to the spot where Jesus was born. Then, you go outside of Bethlehem, and there are uh, fields outside of the city of Bethlehem. And so tourists go to these fields. They're called the shepherd's fields and kind of look more like what it used to look like back in the day. And so you get a sense of, uh, of what this place might have looked like back in the days of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Uh, oftentimes when people are in the church in the nativity, down in the grotto, all the Orthodox um, incense and bells and candles and all this stuff, people say, I wish this wasn't here. It just doesn't feel right. And to which uh, my response is, well, if this wasn't here, what would be here would be uh, a Muslim shrine. What would be here uh, would be, um, you know, some kind of Muslim structure, um, whether it would actually be a place of worship or not. Nevertheless, a Muslim structure would be here and we would not be able to enter at all. So, even though it doesn't look like it, thank God that we have the church there to mark the spot and to be able to go and uh, imagine what it would have been looked like. But when you go out to the shepherd's fields, you get a sense of what it really might have looked like back in the days of Jesus. In fact, uh, there are caves in these shepherd's fields and um, natural caves and so they have been, of course, used for worship for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. And so you can go in there, and as a group, you sit around and, and worship. What do you do there? Well, you sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem, in the cave outside of the little town of Bethlehem. How precious uh, that is. And so not to get lost in all the details of Hadrian and the Church in the Nativity and Helena and all of that. Uh, don't miss the wonder of it all, that uh, there in Bethlehem is the place where, in fact, our Lord Jesus was born. 
Um, so it's important when you go to have a balance of learning about the place, but also not missing the wonder of it all, not missing the um, the sense of what it is to sing Silent Night in the very place where our Lord Jesus was born. That's Bethlehem and uh, a very blessed place to visit. Reminder as we close out that we want to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ who live in Bethlehem. For them, this is not just a place to visit. This is a place to live. And uh, if you talk to them, they'll uh, tell you how they are barely living, barely surviving, barely hanging on. And um, I would encourage us as we close to be praying and to be in prayer for um, all the people who live there, for peace, the Prince of Peace who was born there, and yet that battle rages on, but to be especially in prayer for in Christ. The Palestinian Christians who live there caught between a rock and a hard place, uh, asking God to, to bless them, to enable them to bear witness well, to bear up under persecution, and to bear witness well of their faith, their trust in Jesus for generations as the Prince of Peace come to earth to save not only them, but to save us as well. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you uh, what you think of this podcast. Let us know if you'd like to take a pilgrimage to the land of Israel, to the place where Jesus was born, lived, died, rose again. Um, we, uh, we go quite regularly are not going this January. We had to postpone a trip from this January, but going again soon. And so if you'd like to join us on a pilgrimage, let us know. Remember, as we always uh, encourage you as we close, the promise of God in Isaiah 40, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. And we pray that this podcast strengthened and encouraged your faith in the reality of these things that began in Bethlehem, our salvation from death to life. Thanks for listening today to the podcast.